Hello, this is Snigdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday, the 17th of June. India reported 10,968 new cases and 2,003 deaths in the last 24 hours. With this, the country's tally has now reached 3,54,065 cases, including 11,903 fatalities, 1,55,227 active cases, and 1,86,934 recoveries. Of the 2003 new deaths in the last 24 hours, Maharashtra accounts for the highest that is 1,409 fatalities, followed by Delhi at 437. Tamil Nadu saw 49 new deaths, while Gujarat saw 28. Uttar Pradesh and Haryana have reported 18 deaths each. According to the ICMR, the total number of samples tested in India so far has crossed the 60 lakh mark. In the last 24 hours alone, as many as 1,63,187 samples have been tested. Today, the Prime Minister Narendra Modi is set to hold an interaction with chief ministers of states such as Maharashtra, Delhi, West Bengal, Tamil Nadu, Gujarat and others which are seeing a spurt in COVID-19 cases and death numbers. Yesterday, while interacting with chief ministers of 21 states and union territories, the Prime Minister expressed his grief over the deaths due to coronavirus pandemic in India, while adding that India's death toll was one of the lowest. During the meeting, Punjab's Chief Minister Amrinder Singh requested the centre to work closely with states to mitigate the impact of coronavirus pandemic on the economy, while stressing that the lockdown to limit the spread of the infection cannot continue indefinitely. Meanwhile, Beijing-backed Asian Infrastructure Investment Bank has approved a loan of $750 million to help India battle the impact of coronavirus on poor households. During a hearing on a plea for waiver of interest during the loan moratorium period, the centre told the Supreme Court that waiving it off completely won't be easy for banks as even they have to pay interest to depositors. The Supreme Court has asked the centre to issue a direction to all states for payment of salaries to doctors and healthcare workers treating COVID-19 patients. Warning that the non-compliance of the order would be viewed seriously, the court asked the centre to file a report on payments within a month. It has also said that the healthcare staff involved in fighting the infection should not be denied quarantine facilities. During the hearing, Solicitor General Tushar Mehta, appearing for the centre, told the court that the government had already issued a circular saying that healthcare workers must be paid. He also said that a directive to the states will be issued within 24 hours and chief secretaries of all states will be responsible to ensure timely salaries. He also said that non-payment of salaries will be made a criminal offence under the NDMA Act. The Supreme Court has also taken suo motto cognizance of the proper treatment of coronavirus patients and the dignified handling of bodies in government hospitals. The top court has also sought the center's reply on a plea seeking transfer of contributions made to PM Cares Fund to the National Disaster Response Fund. The National Center of Disease Control has asked household helps living in urban slums to take a two-week long break from work. The advisory said, and I quote, Any family member working as domestic help in neighborhoods should request exemption from service for a short period of two weeks so as to ensure that neither the employer nor the employee acquires and spreads COVID-19. Unquote. The Personnel Ministry has announced that there will be no foreign training of bureaucrats during the ongoing financial year considering the safety and austerity measures being taken by the government to contain the coronavirus pandemic. 
Maharashtra's tally has increased by 2,701 new cases to reach 1,13,445. The state has recorded 81 new fatalities and has added that 1,328 deaths were not reported previously. As the number of COVID-19 patients surges, with most of them in the need for oxygen support, the Brihan Mumbai Municipal Corporation or BMC is battling with a new complaint in its hospitals: low oxygen pressure. The Indian Express found that in many civic hospitals that are now full-fledged COVID facilities, existing provisions for patients needing oxygen support is inadequate to handle what is now a huge load of patients with respiratory problems. Delhi's COVID-19 death toll has increased to 1,837. The state health department recorded as many as 344 unaccounted deaths from earlier. There was a huge spike in fresh fatalities as well. As many as 93 people succumbed to death in the last 24 hours. With 1,859 fresh coronavirus cases, Delhi's COVID-19 tally has inched to reach the 45,000 mark. 16,500 patients, meanwhile, have recovered so far. Delhi's police commissioner has issued an order asking to ensure strict lockdown measures within containment zones. He said entry and exits should be completely sealed except for essential services, drone surveillance should be carried out, and a close watch on all COVID hospitals and cremation centers should be kept to avoid any law and order situation. The Delhi government is converting the Radha Swami Spiritual Center in Chhatrapur into the world's largest temporary COVID-19 care facility with 10,000 beds. South Delhi's DM has said that the facility will function like 20 mini hospitals with 500 beds each. Dear listeners, last month one of our colleagues Anusuya Som tested positive for COVID-19, but I'm extremely happy to inform you that she has now fully recovered and has even written an account of her time at the quarantine facility. Let me read out an excerpt for you. On the morning of May 21st, I woke up feeling extremely tired. I live in a PG in Delhi. Since the lockdown began in March, I had been out on the ground a handful of times buying groceries and reporting on the crisis of the migrant workers struggling to return to their homes stranded in their workplaces. I took all precautions during my field work. I made sure I had my mask and gloves on at all times. I did not touch my face and I would shower as soon as I came home from reporting. I had a few stories to work on, but I was so tired that I went back to sleep again. I got up again at 1:30 p.m. with the same feeling. I managed to complete one story and I slept once more. The next day passed the same way. I felt lethargic. On May 23rd, I developed a very mild sore throat in the morning, which eventually led to a fever of 99 degrees. Read Anusuya's complete story titled "My COVID Diary: Surviving the Virus at a Delhi Quarantine Facility." You'll find it on our website newslaundry.com. And while you're at it, do check out all the other stuff we do, from ground reports to podcasts, video interviews, and satire. It's all just a click away. Also, I think now is a good time to remind you, dear listeners, that News Laundry is a hundred percent ad-free news platform, and our reporters have been at the forefront, bringing you details, be it this pandemic or the Delhi riots. They've been out there to bring you these stories, often putting themselves at risk. So if you think they're doing a good job and they deserve your support, please subscribe to us. The lowest monthly plan is for three hundred rupees only. In Karnataka, the total number of coronavirus cases have reached seven thousand five hundred and thirty with ninety-four deaths. 
Beginning interstate operations for the first time since the lockdown began in Karnataka, KSRTC will operate as many as 48 buses to neighboring Andhra Pradesh today. Over 500 MBBS doctors in the state working on a contract basis for the Health and Family Welfare Department have decided to quit on mass today. They pointed out that their demands to regularize them have been left unattended. Tamil Nadu's state tally has risen to 48,019 with 528 deaths. Chief Minister K. Palaniswamy announced that all rice-drawing ration card holders in Chennai, Thiruvallur, Kanchipuram and Chengalpet districts will receive a monetary relief of 1,000 rupees amid the lockdown. The state has extended the lockdown to 30th of June. Rajasthan has reported 122 new cases of the virus on Wednesday, taking the infection tally in the state to 13,338, while the death toll has risen to 309. In West Bengal, the number of coronavirus cases have reached 11,909 with 495 deaths. Chief Minister Mamata Banerjee will not be attending the virtual meeting with Prime Minister Narendra Modi today after her name was reportedly omitted from the list of speakers. Now for some international updates on the virus. Globally, as many as 8.2 million people have been infected with COVID-19, while 446,390 have lost their lives to the virus. The World Health Organization has welcomed the initial clinical trial results from the United Kingdom that show dexamethasone can be life-saving for critically ill patients. WHO director Dr. Tedros said that it is the first treatment to have shown effect in reducing mortality in patients with COVID-19 who require oxygen and ventilator support. He congratulated the UK government, the University of Oxford, and the many hospitals and patients who have contributed to this life-saving scientific breakthrough. The US, which is the worst hit country, has recorded 2.2 million infections so far with 119,132 deaths. The number of coronavirus fatalities in the US has now surpassed the number of American military casualties in World War 1. The United States, Canada and Mexico meanwhile have agreed to keep their shared borders closed for non-essential travel till July 21st. Brazil had its worst day for new confirmed infections recording 34,918 cases in the last 24 hours to bring its overall total to 923,189. The health ministry has said that the country has also suffered 1282 deaths since the last update on Monday bringing the total number of fatalities in the country to 45241 Russia has reported 7843 new cases of coronavirus its lowest daily case load registered since 30th of April pushing the nationwide total to 553301 Russia's virus response team has said 194 people had died in the last 24 hours bringing the official death toll to 7478. China's capital witnessed a slight increase in the number of new infections as it reported 31 fresh cases. Beijing has introduced a wave of new restrictions including cancelling of over 60 commercial flights in and out of the city especially from the districts that are reporting new cases. Beijing's Education Commission has ordered the closure of schools to stop the new surge. New Zealand has cancelled exemptions from quarantine on compassionate grounds after two women who had flown in to see a dying relative tested positive after they were released from quarantine. Meanwhile, the tally of coronavirus cases in Pakistan has crossed the 1.5 lakh mark. 136 more people have succumbed to the disease in the country, taking its total death toll to 2,975. 
Now for some non-coronavirus news. Today, China has said that the incident in Galwan Valley on Monday night happened on the Chinese side of the LOC and the country is not to be blamed for it. The Chinese Foreign Ministry spokesperson Zhao Liajian said, and I quote, We are having communication through diplomatic and military channels. The right and wrong of this is very clear. From the Chinese side, we do not wish to see more clashes. Unquote. At least 20 Indian army soldiers were killed in the violent face-off with China at the Galwan Valley in eastern Ladakh on Monday, while four others are said to be in critical condition. Prime Minister Narendra Modi has called for an all-party meeting at 5pm on 19th June to discuss the situation on the India-China border areas. The United States has said that it is closely monitoring the situation between the two forces along the line of actual control and has expressed support for a peaceful resolution of the current situation. Associated spokesperson for the United Nations Secretary-General has said, and I quote, We are concerned about reports of violence and deaths at the LAC between India and China and urge both sides to exercise maximum restraint. We take positive note of reports that the two countries have engaged to de-escalate the situation. Unquote. After the India-China clash, the Congress party has asked the government of India to convene a meeting to brief political parties about the ground situation at the border and has also demanded that the citizens should be taken into confidence. Dear listeners, the news of 20 soldiers killed in action and the developments over the past 24 hours along the India-China LAC call for some serious assessment of India's option in the face of increasingly expansionist China. We need to ask some earnest questions about India's military power. Do read Pradeep Sharma's op-ed piece on newslaundry.com titled Can India Confront China the Way China Confronted Soviet Union? President Donald Trump, meanwhile, who is facing criticism that his policies and inflammatory rhetoric have aggravated a racial divide in the United States, has signed an order saying that he will reform police practices even as he pressed for law and order nationwide. At a time when there is renewed focus on mental health after actor Sushant Singh Rajput's alleged suicide, the Supreme Court has asked the Centre and the Insurance Regulatory and Development Authority of India to explain why insurance companies have not been including the cost of treatment of mental illness in medical insurance covers. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.